0: This is Dai Zenshu EX, the podcast, episode 257, for the week of May 1st, 2011. Well, hello, welcome to Dai Zenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fansite,
1: Dai Zenshu EX.
0: You have to make yourself even lower when you say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Welcome to our show. We're uh, inadvertently back on schedule. I know
2: it's the first of the month and we're properly doing a manga review of awesomeness. Who could have
0: thought? Yeah, I, I think we missed March. No, we missed April. Possibly also March. No,
2: I think it was that maybe we were a month and a half off.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I don't have a clue, but. Jeff, you are here. Yes, it is I am. indeed Manga Review of Awesomeness Time. Great to have you with us, sir. Why, thank you. Crossing me over there is Mary as well. Welcome Howdy. back to the slash your regular show.
2: <laughs> Welcome to my house. Yes,
0: In my basement. So we got Jeff over there. We got Mary over there. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I am the ringleader of this terrible podcast. Not joining <laughs> us this evening, morning His in morning. Japan. morning. Is Julian, uh, we weren't entirely sure if he was going to be around. And I bet he's thought. just
2: out getting, like, donuts or something It's awesome.
0: a Mr. Donut kind of morning, I think so. We may see him at some point during the recording of the episode. If so, we'll patch him in and continue onward from there. But it is a manga review of awesome this episode. We're up to volume 39 of the series. Counting this one, there are four left
1: to go. Oh.
0: How's that feel, Jeff?
2: We're going to be over this summer if we're on schedule. Yeah,
1: we'll see about that. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> in a basement near New Jersey.
0: How's it feel, though, Jeff? I mean, you're closing it on the end of the series here.
1: Um, my Well, I think my opinion kind of weighs heavily on where we are in the manga. Yeah. So... <laughs> All right. I think I'll save that answer for later.
0: All right. We have plenty of newbie opinions coming from the Jeff in well, the
2: near future. We really can't call it newbie anymore. Yeah, I
1: guess so. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah. He well-traveled. I'm probably more traveled now than a lot of people who are listening to the show. I've been like... It's true. It's I'm, true. I'm exposed to more of the show. Granted, not the anime. So No, I mean, no.
0: But Dragon Ball was a manga, first and foremost. Yeah. And a lot of fans have not gone back and read what is the actual source material for the entire franchise. So mm-hmm. it's true. In some respects, you are more well-traveled. All right. Nice going. Well, uh I guess we're going to just kind of wrap up this opening nothingness. I don't really have any stuff going on. No major content. No.
1: I have something.
0: Jeff, how do you what? have Dragon Ball something?
1: Thing, What? What's up? Okay, yeah. No, it's not really Dragon Ball stuff, I have to admit. All right, sure. I'm waiting for you to get on Portal 2, goddammit.
2: <sighs> <laughs> fist at PSN.
0: I was joking before the news about the information was exposed on Twitter, like, the thing that annoys me the most is I can't link my PSN and my Steam accounts because I want to play on the PC.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh you. We're getting there. We're getting there. Jeff, you know how badly some people are clamoring for VG combos? I, I it's know. been over a year now. <gasps> since the last podcast.
1: Actually. Yeah, I know, I know. Um let's see. Let's let's get uh let's get uh Bryce over here. Yeah,
2: we
0: need to get and, Bryce. Um, Forget Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, what's
1: Andrew? I haven't seen Andrew in a while. What's he up to? He
0: doesn't exist. All right folks, let's get to the Dragon Ball news. Speaking of video games, let's talk about 2010 in review for video game sales. Merchandise is such a huge thing with this franchise, particularly over the last year. And let's call it the demise of Dragon Ball Kai cuz merchandise is going blast. Raging Blast 2 was probably the biggest of the Dragon Ball games last year. It was the big fighting game on the consoles. We knew in its first week it did about 10,000 less copies than Raging Blast 1 did in its intro week. Now, it came out in November, and these are the 2010 sales, so it's really only about two months worth of sales. You look at it that way, the 86,000, just about 87,000 isn't too bad for that first year, first two months. When you compare it to Raging Blast 1 though, what it did in its first year, it's still about 15,000 copies less than its predecessor did. So that first week made a really, really big difference. The hit up front carried over for uh, the rest of... twenty. I mean again, it's only two months, but it's still kind of a big deal. Tag Versus on the other hand, that was the PSP game that did a little over 55,000 copies. That's pretty good. What makes this so significant is compared to Dragon Ball DS 2. That came out in February. Talking about the DS game from February versus a PSP game in September. September. Big, big difference, but about the same number of sales. That's interesting. It just
2: shows, I guess, maybe the penetration rate of the PSP over there. Well, I mean,
0: especially the last couple of years, Monster Hunter really gave the PSP this crazy renaissance over there. So it's still not great. 55,000 copies isn't something to really write home about. It's not blockbuster. But it did a lot better than everyone expected. Speaking of surprises, the everyone's recommendation selections, the budget price re-release of Sparking Meteor for the Wii that did forty-five thousand copies last year. That came out in February too. This is, I think, Meteor was was that two thousand seven. Something like that. So the re-release of it on Wii pushed quite a few copies. That's pretty interesting. We are talking about Raging Blast, though. The first one did another 15,000 copies over the course of 2010. That came out in November of 2009. So you can see that that carried over a little bit into the next year. And then the only other one to mention there is Tenka Ken. That was the Wii game, uh, came out here as Revenge of King Piccolo. That was a 2009 release, but it did another 9,000 copies over the course of 2010. I'm phrasing this somewhat positively, but these games are not selling well at all. They're yeah, going I'm looking
2: at your list here and the best selling one was uh, ranked uh, one thirty.
0: Yeah, and that was obviously the p s three version of Raging Blast 2. 360 version for Japan. Does it even
2: rate? No,
0: it's not even on the top 1,000 <laughs> for the country. So uh, we're definitely going to keep an eye on these. Thanks to Super Saiyan Prime for this. Neo Gaff, of course, always has uh, the media create list. This is what we're going through down here. It's going to be fascinating to keep an eye on Dragon Ball Games. Is anything going to be released this year? I guess I should toss it in here now. It's Almost a feedback for questions that we haven't actually gotten, but I can see it in the search referrals. People are looking. Is Raging Blast 3 announced? Is it going to be announced soon? If you dig back over the last couple of years, 2009 and 2010, May. November. No, May of each year was when the game for that November was announced. Oh, okay.
2: So it comes out in November, but it's announced typically in May. Exactly. So in the next month, we'll keep our ears and eyes open.
0: Exactly. If they're going to announce it, now is about that time for what will be this holiday day's big fighting game on the console because there has been one since 2002 so are we gonna make it another 10 years with the fighting games i don't think so remains to be seen so let's turn it away from video game news mary you and i were talking about this earlier you were flabbergasted with the news from france
2: well oh not really so much flabbergasted so much as I was impressed
0: I think you also say you are a little embarrassed
2: yes by We're, our
0: country we'll get to that okay. in a little bit of course big thanks to Sangofe for keeping up on this I think we mentioned it a little bit last episode but he went back and he recollected all the information all the quotes in French from the producers and all that jazz it's great so I'm going to link to the thread on our forum on X. you can get all the information Kai is coming to France of course it's airing all throughout the world right now but Two huge bits of information here. Number one, the AB Group is apparently not involved. That's huge. AB Group has been heavily involved as kind of the main sub licensor for the franchise throughout Europe. We don't know what this means for the rest of Europe, but at least for the French production, no AB Group. The second piece of fascinating information, it's coming in three flavors. First, is a subtitled in French, original Japanese version coming to the TV station Game 1. It begins on May 2nd at 11pm with a new episode every day. The first airing of Kai in France is going to be subbed, motherfuckers. Awesome! That's cool. That is so amazing. Mary, I think this is where it came to your little bit of embarrassment.
2: Yeah, I guess it's just embarrassing that other countries don't bat an eye at the prospect of subbed content Mm -hmm. in another language. And here we can't be bothered to know about
0: culture. Yepers. But uh, there are more versions coming to France. There's going to be an edited, dubbed version that's going to air on their Nickelodeon starting on May 29th, so a little bit later this month. In addition to that, however, Game 1, again that prior station is airing the subbed version, they're going to broadcast an uncut French dub, but that's not coming until later this year in September. Both of those dubs are going to be produced by the company... Is it Chinke? I'm not entirely... It sounds like a very racist name. I'm almost afraid to say it out loud. (laughs) Chinke. It sounds like most of the actors are returning from the prior dubs. Some are not confirmed, like Kudidin, Raditz, and Senin, but some of the bigger ones, like Goku, Gohan, Vegeta, Piccolo, they are confirmed from the prior cast. There's no date for home releases yet, but it sounds like it will be coming. This is very, very interesting impressive it's kind of like the most extensive news we have of a kai release other than the north american release which came first go france any final thoughts on that kind of a I I feel like it's kind of a big deal I'm not in France but I feel so good for them I hope
2: they get a good dub
0: yeah how's AV group not involved I don't know there have been rumors probably for the last year or so and none of them ever end up with any substantiation to them that they're losing the license or not involved anymore maybe that's coming around to be true maybe it's a where there's smoke there's fire kind of thing Hmm. is AV group finally gonna get kicked to the curb here's hoping
1: a lot of fans are saying here's hoping hey all I said was just in that last email response. I, no, was it the last time I did emails? I don't remember. I said something. You remember the discussion we had on this, though, where we were like, uh, calmly, write a letter to... Yes, yes, I know, do or, remember. Yeah. ...or vote with your dollars and all that. Mm-hmm. I was just making a suggestion. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Jeff, you are responsible the for the I, subbed I, airing of Kai in France. I'm just
1: saying that was that was very viral, if, if it's the cause. <laughs> you
0: can take credit for it. It's okay. All right, sweet. We'll let you. I sent you via Jeff.
1: <laughs> sub release in france i can get my own subdomain on dice it'd be awesome <laughs> jeff.dicex.com list of things that jeff has accomplished sub release in france check what's next reading all of the manga <laughs> all right not quite checked off yet no not yet not yet
0: all right i think that is all the news that's some pretty good stuff so let's turn it over to the meat and potatoes of our episode our manga review of awesomeness Folks, we are up to volume 39 of the manga. Let's give you the breakdown. What is this? It is chapters 460 through 472. Of course, by the original Japanese Tankobo, and that is number 39, like we said. Going by the Kanzenban release, it's about halfway into number 31, and then just three chapters into 32. Over in North America, by the Viz release, it's DBZ graphic novel number 23, and then in their Viz big release, I believe it was the middle one in DBZ number 8. Eight. So, for those of you just joining us for your first manga review of awesomeness, what we do is we go chapter by chapter, give you a breakdown of what happens, so we're all on the same page. And then we check in on Jeff's predictions that he made last, well, we like to think last month, last time on the Manga <laughs> Review of Awesomeness, see how he does going through for the first time. We've got a bunch of talking points. We've got uh, viz-isms, we call them, in the English translation from our buddy Jake Herms over at Cons And then, Jeff, we get more predictions for next time. Sweet. So, uh, Jeff, you are the guest of honor. Why don't you get us started here? Chapter 460.
1: You bet. So, chapter 460. The egg is shaking shaking. and spewing smoke, Kaioshin tries to get Gohan to flee, but he's not going to let it go down this way, and fires a Kamehameha in an attempt to destroy it. The egg bounces and rolls to the side, opens up, and... it's empty. Babidi is shocked, but figures he at least still has Vegeta, but barely. Kaioshin is elated that the terror might be over, but Gohan's not so sure. He can sense a pretty incredible key forming. The smoke forms itself into a... fat... Baby monster thing? Mary 461.
2: Boo is just looking around and Bobby D tries to make sense of everything. Kaioshin confirms that this is indeed Majin Buu. He could never forget that face. Gohan says this guy is strong, but it may not be entirely hopeless. Goku and Vegeta's fight is in a temporary lull, and Goku suddenly senses Buu's arrival. It seems like he wants to stop the fight, but Vegeta will have no part of that. It's unbelievable how strong they are, even compared to what he can sense out there. Bobby tries to get the magical monster to obey him, but Buu just sticks his tongue out. Dabra isn't impressed. Seems like Boo wants to take him on. Boo jabs him in the eyes, kicks him away, and does a little dance.
0: Chapter 462, Gohan says that Boo's power shot way up there. Goten and Trunks can now sense Boo. and want to go check that out instead. That's way more interesting. Goku does want to pause their fight to take care of this. Vegeta says he doesn't care about what happens to anyone, but Goku knows he's not telling the truth. Fine, they'll pause, but Vegeta wants a senzu first before they take off. As Goku turns around, Vegeta knocks him out and needs a senzu for himself. It's his own fault that Boo is loose, so he'll take care of it alone, and they can finish their fight later if he comes back alive that is Boo is still making faces at Bobbity, but a threat of being sealed up again takes care of that. Kaioshin hints that there could have been a way to avoid this if he knew how strong the Earthlings were, but it's too late. They have to take off. Gohan thinks his speed should be enough, but Boo easily catches up. Gohan is smacked to the ground, and Kaioshin gets pounded on too.
1: Chapter 463 Kaioshin tries to fight back with some telepathic attack, but it's no use against Boo. Gohan jump kicks in, but it's also really nothing against Boo, who blasts him off into the distance. Kaioshin somehow uses his powers to get Gohan out from the blast, and he ends up just falling down, but at least he's okay, sort of, maybe. It's time for Buu to kill Kaiyushi now, but... Boo gets stabbed through the stomach with a spear. It's Dabra! Goten and Trunks have found the area now and come out of Super Saiyan so they aren't detected. They see weird statues of Piccolo and Kududin and Trunks accidentally knocks over and shatters the Piccolo one. Dabra says that Boo will become too powerful so they have to destroy him. Boo just pulls it out and heals himself and says he's going to eat Dabra.
2: Chapter 464. Vegeta figures he can get into Babidi's spaceship and destroy things from up there. He can't sense Gohan's ki at all. Dabra tries to attack Boo but is is turned into a cookie and eaten. Kodin turns back to normal and the kids realize what that means for Piccolo, but he's okay since he can regenerate as long as his head's intact. That's Majin Buu out there. Buu is figuring out what he wants to turn Kaioshin into uh, in terms of food, but a giant explosion gets their attention. It's Vegeta. Vegeta asks if this blob here is Boo, the one who killed Gohan, which gets Piccolo's attention for sure. Boo is getting angry. He doesn't like being insulted. Vegeta is going to take them all down with him and starts his attack on Boo. Chapter 465. Vegeta knocks him
0: around, but Boo just pops himself back to normal. Vegeta then fires a massive concentrated blast through Boo's chest, which leaves a gaping hole, which again, he just heals back up to normal. Boo is getting very angry and starts powering up even Babidi has to put up a barrier to protect himself the blast takes out a huge chunk of the area and vegeta looks to be in pretty bad shape
1: chapter 466 vegeta wonders what's left to do at this point boo rips a piece of himself off and flings the rubbery stuff at vegeta which constricts around him boo starts pummeling away at vegeta jumping up and down on him basically beating the ever-living shit out of him trunks can't take it anymore and against piccolo's plea takes off to help goten takes off after him which leaves Piccolo no choice but to fly in too. Trunks kicks Boo away and gets his dad free. Meanwhile, Piccolo appears behind D and cuts the bastard in half. Vegeta tells Trunks to take care of his mom.
2: Chapter 467 Trunks asks what he means, but Vegeta just tells him to take off with Goten now, because he's going to do this alone. Vegeta says he's never held Trunks even as a baby, so asks to give him a hug, which of course embarrasses Trunks. Vegeta immediately chops Trunks unconscious and proceeds to knock Goten out too. Piccolo lands next to him. And Boo gets up singing. Vegeta tells Piccolo to take the kids away. Piccolo asks if Vegeta plans to die here. Vegeta responds by asking if he will get to see Kakarot in the afterlife. Piccolo isn't going to beat around the bush, so he explains that Vegeta has killed way too many innocent people and will have his soul cleansed and memories erased. Piccolo takes off with the kids. Boo seems like he wants to go after them, but Vegeta insults him to make him stick around. Vegeta has finally figured out a way to defeat Boo. Piccolo, flying off with the kids and Kunidin, says that Vegeta is finally fighting for someone other than himself. He's going to blow Boo to smithereens. Goodbye, Boma, Trunks, and Kakarot. Vegeta lets loose a gigantic explosion which fully encompasses him.
0: Chapter 468 Way back with the other characters, Bulma wonders what was up with Vegeta, and even Kamisenin mentions how evil he seemed. A giant explosion knocks him around a bit and Bulma feels uneasy. Vegeta has been turned to stone, falls to the ground, and shatters. Piccolo hands the kids over to Cuddin and tells him that Gohan is dead, since he wants to go see the aftermath for himself. When he gets there, it seems like everything's gone, except the top half of Babidi who somehow have survived, likely with another barrier. All the bits of Boo suddenly start reforming and joining up again. Piccolo blasts the hell out of there. Boo is alive. Boo gets himself back to normal, and Babidi convinces Boo to heal him back to normal. The two take off with Babidi swearing revenge and destruction. Meanwhile, Kaioshin staggers along, hoping to find Gohan alive.
1: Chapter 469, Goku wakes up and can no longer sense either Vegeta or Gohan, but can tell that Buu is still alive. Up at God's, Piccolo and Kurudin have arrived with the kids who are out cold. Kurudin asks Dende if he can bring his family there who agrees to it, and then Goku suddenly arrives. Goku gets the scoop from everyone and says that even at this rate, he won't be able to take down Buu. If only he could have fused. Fusion is a technique he learned in the afterlife from the metamores, where two beings of about the same power can transfer transform into one new being with amazing power. There's no one here like that for Goku, and even if they fused in the afterlife, Vegeta will be in hell and Goku can't come back. But Mr. Popo suggests Goten and Trunks. As they discuss how to teach the technique, the sky darkens. Bulma and the others must have summoned Shenlong to bring everyone back to life. They don't want to use the wishes up just yet, so Goku teleports over, but Shenlong has already granted the wish to bring the dead folks, except the bad ones, back to life. They'll save the other two wishes, but they can't get access to them again for four months. Folks wonder what What's up? And Kibito is back to life.
2: Chapter 470. Kibito rushes off to find Kaioshin and heal him up. Kaioshin says that Gohan is actually still alive, so they rush over to find him. Kaioshin seems to have a plan and it involves Gohan. Kaioshin wants to bring him to their heavenly realm against Kibito's questioning before anything else. Up at God's Palace, Goku explains that Goten and Trunks are fine, but Vegeta and Gohan are dead. Fobini suddenly starts talking to the entire Earth's population telepathically, shows a vision of Piccolo, Goten and Trunks as well as Boo, and And as a showcase of their power, Boo very cleanly rips all the people out from a town into the air turns them into candy, and eats them.
0: Chapter 471. Babidi has Boo destroy the city that they just killed the population of. He wants people to contact him if they know anything about those three from before. Since they'll just keep coming around killing everyone, it should take him about five days. Otherwise, one of the guys from the Tenka Budokai contacts Babidi and says their names based on the registration. But names are not helpful without locations, so Babidi makes his head explode. Piccolo wants to go fight, but Goku needs him here to help teach the kids. Meanwhile, Kaioshin has Kibuto heal Gohan there on their planet. Mortals are not usually allowed here, but Kaioshin wants Gohan to defeat Buu with the Z-Sword. No one has ever been able to pull it out, not even the gods, but Kaioshin has a good feeling about Gohan. Kibuto zaps some heavenly clothes on Gohan, and they're off to try. The kids learn about what happened to Vegeta and Gohan, but Goku yells at them to get a hold of themselves and learn this new technique, If they want revenge.
1: Chapter 472. Kibito explains that the person who pulls out the sword will be granted great power. But Gohan won't be able to pull it out. Gohan tries, but fails. So he turns into a super saiyan. Gets a grip and is able to pull it out. It's really heavy, but otherwise doesn't seem all that special. He lets Kibito hold it, but it's so heavy that it falls a little bit into the ground, actually. Gohan will have to be able to wield it freely as an extension of himself. Goku explains to the kids that they'll only be fused for half an hour before they are split apart and have to wait a while to refuse. He asks the kids to turn into super signs, but they don't seem to want to listen to the guy and instead ask what he was doing when Vegeta and Gohan were killed. Piccolo gets upset, but Goku remarks that he is indeed too weak to take boot on, so this is the only way. Babidi gets into everyone's heads again as Boo destroys the population of another city by turning them all into chocolate. Goten and Trunks watch and respond to Bobbity saying that they can't just yet, but real soon they're going to kill them both. It's time to learn fusion.
0: And that was the last chapter of this volume. Jeff, let's check in your predictions from last time on our manga review of Awesomeness. Not very many. You know, you only had a couple, but they're pretty good. You said you're familiar with the sci-fi dealings with eggs. And if you know Toriyama as well as you think you do, the thing that's coming out of there is not going to be a giant killing machine. It's going to be something too immature to know what it is. It's also a way to prolong the story, too. Yeah, pretty accurate i mean it's a killing machine but your description is still accurate at the same time too immature <laughs> to really be under control
1: yeah but well, i mean i wasn't gonna say a baby or mm-hmm. something because i mean it was a giant egg that would seem kind of weird mm-hmm. um also, I. Funny enough, I mean, I, I can imagine people are thinking, "Oh, well, he's probably seen this character in AMVs and whatever." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely and, seen this. character and Likely, before. you have. Yeah. Oh, totally. But it could have been GT.
0: Right. You had no idea what it was, when in the series. Yeah, or...
1: I, I had no idea this character was going to be in the manga. Honestly, so it was a, rather a shock when uh, the character I was describing was actually this one.
0: That's going to be pretty interesting. Having going having gone through the series this long. And seeing things over the years, whether it's through you know an episode on Cartoon Network, or like you said, AMVs, we've been so heavily into that over mm-hmm. the years. Seeing all these pictures, then you're like when's that going to happen in the manga yeah, As we exactly. close in on the series if it hasn't <laughs> happened yet it's not going to either will it. never happen or is in gt so <laughs>
1: right
0: it's going to be one of those so that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. the other thing you said the fight between goku and vegeta will be interrupted there is not going to be a clear winner here you said you were kind of relying on memory because you didn't remember anyone dying after this so you're like well if they're both there and you said there had already been three thousand interruptions this arc, so one more isn't a big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: Yep. Um, well, also, uh, not to mention the fact that there wasn't, there hasn't been much to do with the Dragon Balls really until, I mean, in this volume, <laughs> of course. So it just didn't seem like it was gonna happen, right? Just from that. I don't know. My logic's weird.
0: No, your logic is pretty on track with what Toriyama's writing here. All right. I I think you've gotten quite a feel for the man's writing style over these about 40 volumes of the manga. (laughs) Good stuff. All right, let's turn it over to um, some talking points about this volume. Jeff, your prediction about what comes out of the egg not being what we might expect with the next big, evil, mean-looking villain. I guess in addition to just your predictions, what are your thoughts, your own thoughts your feelings on Toriyama's writing style this being well this has got to be what he does next right
1: yeah well um essentially it, it wasn't like I was gonna expect this giant killing machine to come out of it because we already had Cell and that was sort of like
0: it would have been a very similar thing right because yeah. Cell was a creation mm-hmm. I mean Boo was created by BBD forever ago but I, I guess that would have been very similar
1: yeah so to to get a character like this well first of all the character himself is just freaking fantastic isn't he (laughs) yeah absolutely good design it really is Um, And
0: we've talked about this. Majin Buu, in this form, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen or read much, Jeff, but some of the villains that Toriyama created over the years were loosely based on his editors. And the fat, specifically, version of Majin Buu is based off of what became his third editor for the run of Dragon Ball. Hmm. So... There it's you go. to be
2: that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right.
0: <laughs> Inspiration incarnate there. Mary, what about you? I mean, we were talking a little bit about he's a fun character. It's a little different from what otherwise might have been the same thing.
2: Is this the right thing for Toriyama to do? Definitely. I think it's um, kind of harkening back to the slapstick humor days. Yeah, definitely. Even though he's going around murdering people, he's yeah, doing yeah. it by way of candies and chocolates. It's so. like the
0: updated version of the slapstick with it, the giant explosions. Like,
2: do I laugh?
0: <laughs> right. How do you I just feel kill about He killed all this? these
2: people but like they're cookies <laughs> Chocolate <or cheese>
0: <laughs> he's so much fun Love I him. like
2: his little dances and yeah. songs and I saw he was making little gestures in the manga
1: yeah 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 actually I, I gotta mention that um the way that Toriyama draws him is uh, really really nice especially like the dances you get all the dances you see all the moves it's
0: very animated in a still frame
1: yeah I it, think he gets that across he pulls well. it off very well nice
0: nice all right how about this guys Gohan's dead Gohan's dead yep he's totally dead everyone says he's dead oh wait gohan's not dead that really bothers me as you can tell by the way i just yes. said it i found it very very annoying especially
2: because they always Weak. do a pretty these characters are so used to sensing people's key that why would yeah, they all of a sudden point, just sure. like put i guess blind faith in just someone saying he's dead and then just not really fact checking yeah right <laughs>
1: Well, a lot of times they're citation I, needed here. <laughs> I don't know. Some I, I gave that a little bit of a break because uh, there was a lot going on. Um, it's true and it happening. Is. And, you know, the funny thing is we usually get uh, the way that we've been reading it in the past couple of volumes when mm-hmm. there are situations like this. They tend to get drawn out for hours or days or, or whatever. This is happening like the matter of minutes. It of is. The boom is
0: crazy like that.
1: Yeah. I so mean, much. It's happening very, very quickly. So I kind of understand that they don't have enough time to, to check. All they really sense is that his key is gone and that means he's dead. I mean, when not the put, best way.
0: When you put it in that perspective, I do buy a little more because you're right. This all is happening very fast. It feels longer because in terms of pages, yes, it's a very long exactly. arc. Exactly. But in a time span, it's not that long. I still feel like I have a really big problem with it. Oh, I
1: do, too. I'm not saying I don't have a problem with it. Like period. Mary said, they should be able to hone in
0: on this stuff. Like, it's maybe Toriyama didn't know if he was going to kill Gohan right now. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible. It just
2: seems like it's forced drama. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's it. It does feel a little more forced. Though. Oh, I'll get I to that. I he's
1: dead. I'll bring that point up later. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked a little bit
0: last time about whether or not we believed Vegeta when he said he wanted to get back to his ruthless ways and if he was truly evil again. And Goku really calls him out on it here. And even Vegeta kind of admits to himself he's not. So um, let me start with you, Jeff, I guess. Uh, coming through the manga for the first time, mm-hmm. seeing Vegeta beginning to end, what are your thoughts on... Vegeta's development, because we're kind of at the peak of what you could consider his character development here.
1: F- freaking great. Yeah? Um, although I still find it kind of weird that Bulma found him attractive when he was completely not passionate whatsoever. <laughs>
0: well, that's an entirely
1: different conversation. <laughs> okay, oh, there's
2: so many fanfics out there that you could yeah look into if you wanted more on that backstory. Kind of
1: stepped into that one, but... Um, <laughs> But still it's like now he understands human compassion. Well, mm, okay, that that does sound like something I've heard before in a lot of other places. Well, but
0: I, I think Piccolo phrased it wonderfully. He's finally fighting for someone other than himself.
1: I, yeah. Once, once you get to that part of the manga, you start to believe it uh, a lot more than if it was just like, I guess if it was put in any other way, it wouldn't have been delivered so well. Like the point would have been driven uh-huh. home as well. Uh, so
0: Piccolo really helps drive, drive that token, yeah. which yeah. is funny because I, I really feel this way. I know a lot of other folks feel the same way that, Vegeta was almost Piccolo number two. I mean, he's introduced as the arch villain. Absolutely. And they don't even get along, but they get to fight together for a little bit to overcome this goal. And then Spotlight was taken away from Piccolo and focused on Vegeta. They felt like they were going in the same direction. But I do feel like, especially in the Boo arc, Piccolo gets his own place. We're going to see a little more of it over the next volume or so. Mary, I know you yeah. know where we're going yes. with Unky Piccolo here, but Piccolo is going to get his own different kind of spotlight development. Hmm. Vegeta's certainly, he's he's the star of at least the end of this volume here. That's for sure. Mary, what are your thoughts on Vegeta's development, his arc here?
2: I think we've covered all our bases okay. wonderfully.
0: Let me ask about him and Trunks, because we haven't had a lot of time with this little Trunks as a character. No, I
2: almost feel like that scene was necessary. It's like Varatoriyama I'd be thinking, oh, wait, I didn't really show these two much together. As a family, yeah. I guess it'd be a good, you know. Time to do this. Kind of tugs at the heartstrings a little bit when you it think does. about it. Like, oh, he didn't actually hug his son ever. It still just shows that, yeah, Vegeta's still a little bit of an asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because there were many opportunities for that to happen. Like the, the room of space and time, right? Where uh, Vegeta and Trunks are training.
0: Oh right, the the prior, the future trunks in the Cell Arc, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Mean- but he,
0: I mean, that was I. I feel like that was a different circumstance because here comes this kid out of nowhere. He can turn super saiyan and I can't. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Him to the ends of time. Oh, wait, he's my kid. <laughs> oh. And then I think we see the beginnings of what we see now, Mary, when Trunks is killed during the Cell game. Yeah, yeah. That look on Vegeta's face, especially in the TV version as well, where it kind of zooms in on him and the background goes black. It started there. And I think it has carried over pretty appropriately until now. I, I, I do buy it. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. He's been a really fun character to read over the last volume or so. I guess that carries over to, we watched, we haven't done this in a while, we watched a scene from the TV version. It's basically the second half of, I think it's 247. I can't remember the the episode number, but it is the episode where Vegeta ends up killing himself at the end of that episode. Jeff, let me get your thoughts on the animated version of this compared to the manga. Mary was talking about tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. Mm -hmm. Were you getting that from the TV version as well?
1: By the end of the episode, yes. Uh, when When we were first watching it, it, and the hug was going on for this is five really minutes a little too long i
0: i can see that In The yeah. oh. is just like a panel
1: yeah holy god I, and and they're not moving nothing's animating He's no, like, like how, hand however raises.
0: what did you think about goten puts his thumb up to his face a little bit like, that was awesome oh that was so adorable
1: like that he doesn't awesome. know
0: what to do he feels kind of out of place like, i'm a third and,
2: wheel nah. yeah
1: yeah, that's the third wheel move. I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> My daddy's dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do that during bike panels when I'm up there.
2: <laughs> <Aww>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something I want to touch on with uh, the last half of this episode. So much silence, just the wind in the background. And it carries over in a lot of great ways. We're talking about this hug. The the piece that comes in, the violin piece is uh Kind of the big transformation crescendo piece from DBZ Movie 9, when Gohan turns Super Saiyan 2 and ends up um, fighting Bojack. It's, it's a really wonderfully dramatic piece. It immediately cancels out the instant Vegeta's chop hits Trunks' neck. That's something I've never seen the TV version do, where it kind of interrupts itself just so abruptly. And I really felt it. In that moment, I think it did some pretty amazing stuff
1: there. A little side note, if I may. Yeah, I really want to check the um, uh, parts of the soundtrack to see if it ever ripped off of "Good, the Bad, and the Ugly."
0: <laughs> Why you feel got a little Clint Eastwood going on here? Well,
1: because that scene just in particular, standoffs. the standoffs, there's so many standoffs, and there's, I mean, Jeff, there
0: have been standoffs throughout the entire series.
1: Oh, I know, but I mean, especially in this, uh, in in this shot, I, just the whole the music in the background. I wasn't paying too much attention to, but I'm curious to see if. Uh, it, I'm curious to hear it again.
0: I don't think Kikuchi would have done anything like that. Had Kai gotten to that part, Mm-hmm. Knowing what Kenji Yamamoto has done, very likely would have just used the music from "Good Bad and the Ugly." Oh, so to sure. that Point, yeah. But th- that—that's pretty interesting. Another little subtle thing. We'll get back to the manga version in a second, but there's a couple last points I want to note about the TV version. When Piccolo says, "Basically, no, you will not see Goku," the the wince in Vegeta's eye, yeah, his little twitch, his I- expression doesn't change, but his eye twitches a little bit. It's again that little subtle thing where the TV version is just blowing me away at this point knowing the manga material and comparing the two they just
2: expand on it and on the right moments yeah i think they know where to drag it out
0: the episode the way this episode ends we were talking about the silence before it may have happened before in the show this is one of the only times i can think of where music does not play off the episode the narrator just says the uh, the prideful prince of the science vegeta and all you hear is the explosion and then the wind it's just oh my god that is so good
2: <laughs> Love
0: this episode to death. Interesting point. This is one of two episodes. There was a, a CD release called the Dragon Ball Z Big Box. It came with a CD, a cassette, a book the audio of this episode is included on that CD along with some other random episode. I forgot what it was Hmm. and it sounds so good. And I know there've been projects over time. It's like, Oh, let me sync it back up with the video and have just the best audio of this (laughs) because it's even better sounding than the dragon box, which kind of crazy. All right, let's pull it back to the, the manga version itself. After Vegeta causes the huge explosion, the very next chapter begins. It's Bulma saying, how could Vegeta do that? And the way it's written it's as if it's in response to him killing that's himself. That's what I thought.
2: I actually had to read that page twice. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, wait a minute, is she talking How about... How could she know? Did she just sense it, but then she talks about sensing stuff later on. So I was like, oh, okay, she was talking about him blowing up the audience.
0: What do you think about that? I, I, that's a...
2: It's a... It's more clever than Toriyama usually writes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know... There has to
0: be a term for it. It's used in TV shows all the time. It's the kind of thing where you see someone, they're going to open the door, and you know who's on the other side of the door. But it's going
2: to be someone else completely.
0: Right, but they open it up, and it's a different scene, different person. It's that kind of thing that is doing here. What did you think? Mary, you said you were a little confused. You yeah, had to that was it. exactly
2: it. I read it twice because it's so unlike the kind of writing that we've seen up until now that mm. it kind of caught me off guard and yeah I had to read it twice because I didn't did. know what she was referring to
1: right why If why did you do that
2: I
0: thought it was very interesting I don't know that it's very Toriyama-esque so I can see it throwing people for
2: a
1: loop
0: I
2: think maybe it's he worth had, pointing out if he had done it maybe in a classier way or mm. in a way that made more sense I thought it was classy enough
1: well I, I mean there's just no info at all it just says why did he do that do what yeah there could have right.
2: been more of a lead up
1: and also I mean that's not the only other instance where I was kind of like wait, hold, hold, hold. All me right, well, tell me about some of that stuff. Alright, there's another spot, right? Uh, Babidi goes, what happened? Vegeta goes, I did. Like, <laughs> Vegeta happened? Is it what? Huh? I, I guess know I'm, that's a I'm, I'm used to that kind thing. of writing
2: from just bad superhero comics, so I thought it was badass. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like kinda, I, I knew what he was
1: saying. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it was like a Hermsism or something because I was <laughs> I was rereading that like 300. I went back, and I'm not kidding. I went back 10 pages and reread you, those 10 pages, going, "Did is miss happened? the first half of a sentence? <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did Vegeta do? I don't get it." it he, Jeff, he just is state of being honestly, honestly, Vegeta. Yeah, okay. Like honestly, Vegeta period is that. I well, I, I stopped and I went wait. Shonen series. Okay, I get yeah. it. I get it. i <laughs> Don't I'm good. think
0: too hard about it.
1: Yeah, that's, that was the problem. And no, there was just... Uh, I can't remember the other moments, but it was stuff like that where it was just like, uh, no, okay. no, no, no. fine.
0: So a little of this is Toriyama's writing. We got that instance before with a contrast against the scene and a little something like this. I don't want to say incomplete sentence, but kind of superheroish. Maybe that's a good way to describe it. Is Toriyama... We've talked so much about this over the last few episodes with his intended endings. And the Boo arc, he's clearly writing whatever the hell he wants to write. Whatever pops in his mind is like, oh, that sounds great. Let's do a chapter and see where we go. Is it a little too discombobulated or overall are you following along? Not at
1: all. I'm following him very well. Uh, in fact, um, I'm not a huge fan of Boo, but this is one of my favorite volumes, if yeah, anything.
0: You had a really good time with this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the drama and the writing... Awkward at times, but mostly really, really good.
0: Let's go back to that, because you said you did have some problems with some of the forced drama. What were some of these points?
1: Actually, you know what? I won't say it's really forced drama. I would just say, like, either weird coincidences or just weird juxtapositions. You've got this really bouncy character, and... Some of the most dramatic scripting Mm. in the entire series in this one volume. Yeah, yeah. You finally get a hug between Trunks and Vegeta and all this wonderful drama between Piccolo and everybody.
0: Meanwhile, the fat demon's dancing.
1: And and laughing and giggling, turning things into chocolate. It's just very weird.
0: But isn't that Toriyama at his most base form. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy who prior to Dragon Ball wrote a story about a little robot girl who pokes piles of poop with sticks. I mean, this is the guy we're talking about.
1: True. But you would think she also runs really fast. Well, okay, that's true, too. But, I mean, you would think that, um, I mean, if you're fans of Dr. Slump, you'd look at that and go, ah, it's Toriyama.
0: Dr. Slump fans probably have to feel so at home, finally, again,
1: after so long. Oh, I'm sure. I'm looking at it and going, this is making very little sense in my head.
0: (laughs) This is
2: Dr. Slump to (laughs) a T.
1: I don't know what to feel right now. I'm very confused. Dr. Slump with drama. The boo arc. (laughs) Awesome. You know what
2: kind of threw me for a loop in this volume? was some of the -the over-the-top violence of just people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that guy's head exploding. Oh, my God. We're going to see
0: some more violence. I, I don't know if I consider it violence because it's just a little short thing, but pickle of chopping poverty yeah. in half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know,
1: moment. And that that's another thing that kind of really sort of uh, made me feel a little awkward with this volume. The fact that things are getting chopped and blown up and and whatever and they all keep coming back. And no one's really died in this volume. I'm gonna <laughs> I
0: thought Gohan was dead. Oh Kibito spectrum. Died last volume, apparently. They didn't make a big deal of that, but when he, <laughs> when he gets back up, he's like, oh, how, how? And even Kaioshin's like, how are you back? Uh, I don't really know. You, you know, let
1: go heal Gohan. The funny thing, Mike, is that when I saw that, I did go back to the previous volume. It was just like, wait, when did he get? When did he
0: die? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think, was it Dabur who kind of just blasted him and mm-hmm. then they just kind of forgot about Kibito
1: for a it, while? It was something so quick that you're like, yeah. oh, that sucks. Next <laughs>
0: I'll be honest, I couldn't remember last time if that's when Kibito died. So as I was reading, I was like, is he dead yet? I forget how this happens. (laughs) Speaking of characters who die, Davra meets an untimely death here as a cookie.
1: I thought that was cool. Okay. I did like that a lot. Tell
0: me more about Davra, because I tossed it out there to folks on Twitter. Is there anything in particular you want us to talk about? And your boy Jacoby mentioned... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, uh, Dabra, <laughs> uh, again, says poor Dabra really gets thrown aside at this point in the series. I wish he hadn't been so disposable. Do you feel the same way? Was Dabra tossed aside too quickly?
1: Um, I don't know if it was too quick. Um, I mean, he did get tossed aside and he's one of the better henchmen. But I think we're not used to a henchman of his his caliber being done with so quickly.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: A lot of the henchmen, they stay around for a while. They oversee things. They they command things.
0: Think of someone like Nappa. Nappa and Dabra had pretty equivalent times fighting who it was they were fighting. And both of their fights were brought to a stop. And then the stronger guy killed the underling. But then you do have folks like Ginyu and even Desoria. Zarbon who's along. These characters were along for far longer of a time, if that makes any sense. So
1: That's really funny because I always thought he was the demon Nappa.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> can see that. Can they see look that. so alike. Let's turn it over to Fusion a little bit. We only have the introduction of the concept of Fusion being the next way to power up the characters. Is this the appropriate place to go? Or are we running out of uh, golden spiky hairs?
2: I think so. And it's creative, at least. Mm-hmm. Makes for good situations later on.
0: It sure does. Absolutely. Jeff, what do you think? You you want to see something more creative a la Fusion rather than I'm a person and I'm grunting and hair is growing down my back because we're going to see some of that soon
1: um i was really hoping this did not happen in the manga and that this was all a gt invention and this was like some of the product of the stuff that they wrote because toriyama wouldn't write it really that sort of fusion thing. even fusion
0: i'd have to go back to the story i don't want to get it wrong and perpetuate a rumor but i'm pretty sure it, the idea of fusion was suggested to toriyama as a way to strengthen the characters up so not necessarily toriyama original
1: Yeah, but at the same time, well, a different point entirely, I guess. But it's just the way that it was brought up. It it was just like Goku suddenly says, well, we could do fusion. And I'm like, Goku, would you mind giving us some more ideas like these before you just suddenly spit it out like I'm supposed to believe that you were holding back the secret technique that you could have been using with Vegeta because you said that he was almost equal in power to you? It's like, just, uh, that really, really, really got on my nerves. I don't know, I thought that was a little... far-fetched.
0: Anything else you guys want to mention with this volume? I don't have a whole lot to say. Uh, Just some of the other comments that were out there. Jake from Constantine said before Dragon Ball Chapters had 14 story pages and a title page. Now at this point they have 13 pages often without a real title page. So Toriyama's laying off that and focusing more on the story and it does feel like stuff is longer than it ever was before. Mm. Although this volume felt much shorter. Yeah. Last I remember last volume us going through what was happening just felt internally long and this was more concise and felt
1: more oldish Dragon mm. Ball to me. Yeah. I feel yeah, like
2: The more we're talking about this volume, the more I'm realizing. Oh, yeah, You're this one's a good volume. Pretty good volume.
1: Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I'm nitpicking on all these different parts that I didn't like, but I still really like this volume.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's important to say. Is yeah, we, we nitpick, we tear this stuff apart. But at the end of the day, if we weren't enjoying it so much, we wouldn't continue doing it. It's just, of course not been a pretty fantastic volume, I, I think. Let's turn it over to Herms, Jake from Constantine, his Viz-isms. What we'll do is just break down some of the nuances in Viz's English translation. Not always necessarily things that got wrong, but things that are a little off or things that were omitted, things you can get a little more from in the original Japanese text. We'll start with Boo's manner of speaking. In the original Japanese, he's he's got a more crude and childish way of talking, and it's written without any kanji, the same as a child would write. So that's something you definitely can't can't get in English text. And he often omits particles and ends his verbs in distinctive contractions. And like we were talking about earlier with uh, Boo and his influence, it seems the speaking styles at least partially lifted from his model. The editor, uh, Fuyoto Takeda, the third editor that Toriyama had on Dragon Ball. So not only in fat appearance, but also in speaking style. It's mm-hmm. a pretty interesting note. It's a
2: one-two <laughs> insulting punch. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess you can say that. Uh, Viz Adapts is pretty okay, but they add in their own thing. His speech gradually improves over time. In this English adaptation, he mostly talks in single words, which he often repeats. He doesn't do that in Japanese, except, maybe you'll remember, lovely boo phrase, He says that a lot. Which is like, Um, Other than that, he doesn't really talk like that in Japanese. Here, he gradually moves on to complex but broken sentences, and by the end of the next volume, he's pretty much talking like a normal person. Over in Japanese, however, he's more talkative later on than at first, But while he starts talking more, he doesn't start talking better. And without ruining it for you, Jeff, like Mary, you and I were talking about this earlier, up until a very certain point where things happen with Boo, that's when his speaking style changes just abruptly. In Viz, it's kind of a gradual thing. So Jake wraps it up by saying Viz plays up the simpleness earlier on, tones it down later on and comes up somewhere in the middle with their adaptation of the way Boo talks. Especially with the lack of kanji. I think it's pretty okay. I think it works. Do you guys get Boo's character pretty recently in the English translation? I think so.
2: Especially early on, like he's saying.
0: Mm -hmm. I'll do one more here, and then we'll turn over to you guys with some of the visisms. The name of the sword. In Japanese, the sword that Gohan pulls out is called the Sodo. with Zetto, simply, we know from Doragonboru Zetto, being the Japanese way of saying what we say is the letter Z. The rest of the world says Z because, you know, we use miles. And inches, we, we got to be different. And so, though, the actual English word, sword. In Viz, they call it the zeta sword. Now, I'm going to break this down the same way that Jake broke it down, because Jake and Julian, they're just Mr. Linguist all the way. Zeta is the Greek letter from which the modern alphabet letter Z comes from. It's also where we get Zed. Like we said, the way Z is pronounced in most of the English speaking world. So if you're going to use a Greek letter to call the sword by, that'd certainly be the one to use. The only thing is there's really no reason to make that change. Zeta in Japanese is Zeta, not Zeto. It's the Zeto sword. So Jake sums it up by saying, seems like an instance of Viz going, we're not going to use the same names as the Funimation dub, even when they happen to be correct. It's called Zeto sword and they say Zeta sword. Why do it?" Why change it? It's right there. It's in English, sort of, kind of. So we're just going to call it the Z-Sword from here on out to the end of the series. Forget Zed, forget Zetto. That's what we're going with. Yay. (laughs) Jeff likes things simple. Mm -hmm. Mary, tell us about Fusion.
2: Alright, so the term itself is an actual English word, obviously, fusion, written in katakana. That's the proper name for the technique itself, while words like gattai or yugo are words used in Japanese to describe the effects of a fusion. So the name of the race that taught Goku the technique in Japanese is called the metamoru seijin, people of the planet Metamor, or metamores, which is what Viz uses, or metamorians are also good adaptations.
0: Yeah, it's like nameku seijin, as opposed to saiyajin where it's from the planet kind of thing yeah So it's a little simple thing. Jake was noting that sometimes people aren't sure what the name of the planet is. It's Metamore. Jeff, how about Kaioshin?
1: Well, uh, the name of Kaioshin's place in Japanese is Kaioshin Kai, the Kaioshin world or Kaioshin realm. It's not actually given a proper name in business translation. Yeah, it's a generic name even in Japanese, but it's treated as the proper noun name of the place.
0: Yeah, it's got an actual name, even though it's Kaioshin realm. It's kind of a description, but they treat it as like that's its actual name.
2: Okay, let's talk about the afterlife. So when Vegeta and Piccolo are talking about what's going to happen after Vegeta takes on Buu and dies, they mention the netherworld. The term in Japanese is anoyo, literally that world, or even more literally, that world over there.
0: (laughs) The whole, uh, was it, this, that, there, Japanese Uh one-on-one.
2: So, kind of like the next world. Viz goes with stuff like the Underworld or Netherworld, which is just a little weird because, you know, in the Dragon Ball the afterlife is all fluffy above the clouds and stuff, so you've got the quote-unquote underworld for the afterlife and the living characters call the living area the lower realm because technically they're all below or something yeah that's interesting
0: and semantics but it's fun to pick that stuff apart where it's it's a little more clear in the japanese version what that stuff is so we got a couple of last ones here in the visisms what is boo a threat threat so Piccolo originally describes Boo as being a threat to the entire universe, Uchu, but Viz downgrades this to being a threat to the galaxy.
2: I thought Uchu could be... Never mind, we'll get to there. No, I, we... I trust Hermes' translation. No, no,
0: you're thinking of Ginga, which is galaxy. We're going to get to that.
2: No, I thought Uchu could also be space.
0: Uh, yeah, Kimmy. They do this a bit in Viz, presumably just kind of glancing over all these astronomical terms. The only thing to toss a wrench into the mix here, though, is that in the Dragon Ball universe, galaxy, or Ginga, is used to refer to the four divisions. Of the universe, north, south, east, and west. So you've got that going on. And Mary, this is the kind of stuff where you're like, who the fuck cares? It's a word. He's a threat to stuff. And I, I was trying to explain to you that there are fans. I mean, we're all into different things. I will talk about the background music of the series. You could hear it earlier. I'll talk about it for three hours if you'll let me. A lot of fans like to get on this. How strong is the character? So a distinction of whether or not Boo is a threat to the galaxy or to the entire
1: universe.
2: We're talking distinction.
0: We're talking dozens of pages of discussion here.
1: You hear this, Mike? (laughs) What is that? That's my head slamming into the wall, wall, Mike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think a lot of us feel that way, but that is us. And I I think Jake is right in pointing out that there's some distinctions there. And if you want to get riled up about it, it's there for you to dig into and take care. Jeff, why don't you wrap it up then?
1: Before I punch a hole in the (laughs) ceiling? Sure. With my head. So Vegeta's fate, not a censoring example. Uh, When Piccolo is explaining about what Vegeta's fate will be after death, even in the original script, he never explicitly states that Vegeta will go to hell just to a different world than Goku.
0: Yeah, so it's not Viz covering up the fact that he's going to hell. It's vague and not... not it's pretty clear. He just doesn't come out and say...
2: Which I like it better that way. Yeah. It's somehow more dramatic.
0: That you're going to hell. He it's like,
2: you're not going to where Goku's going and you know what he's saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You don't need...
2: It'd be stupid, I think, if you spelled it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because we get it from, I think, Goku later on. He's like, yeah, but you just going to hell and even if I were to die, well, we're not going to be together. So whatever. So they wrapped it up pretty well. That, uh, speaking of wrapping up, Wraps us up. The only last thing we have to do, Jeff, this was volume 39. We've got 40, 41, 42. That's what's left for, although 41, 42 are a little longer than these other volumes. What are your predictions Jeez. for next time in the manga? We're leaving it off here. Boo is on a rampage, killing throughout the earth. Goten and Trunks have seen it. They want revenge. Goku can't really stick around all that much longer. He and Piccolo have to teach the kids fusion.
1: Where's this going? Okay, I know this sounds kind of weird.
0: Oh, and Gohan's doing something with a sword somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. All right, still, sounds kind of weird. But, all right, I'm not fully convinced that Vegeta's gone, period.
2: Disintegrated.
1: Right.
0: We didn't talk much about this, but he turns to stone and kind of yeah, crashes. Yeah, why does
2: he turn to stone? That always confused me. It's Is it just, like, burned out? It's a visual thing.
0: I think it's just art. <laughs> OK, yeah, he used up everything within him and all that was left was just a shell of himself. In The next episode, you do see the same thing with the
1: stone and they, they waste a lot of time on that. too. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. But
0: yeah. OK, so you're not sure what's going on with Vegeta here.
1: Yeah, I'm really not sure at all. I mean, um, I figure we won't see much of him. All right. We kind of spent out his storyline, so we'll focus with some of the characters, done. you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, as for everybody else. Well, let's see. Every time there's a big, major, super creepy, ultra fun enemy guy, he goes and wrecks havoc on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I think Boo is going to go wreak havoc on the planet. He's on his way. Yeah. I think Bobity's going to die, too.
0: Okay. For reals this time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, for reals. not chopped in half enough. Maybe he used barrier. barrier
1: Yeah, because let's put it this way. I'll predict that they're going to kill Boo rather than seal him up.
0: Okay. That's Boo's ultimate death. Yeah,
1: because and, and that's what I loved about this volume, by the way. I forgot to mention mm-hmm. uh, Piccolo goes, well, how is that any different than what you were going to do if I if I leave you if, if I keep you alive? Mm, right. I right. thought that was a good point anyway. But still. um, Yeah. So let's see. There, there will be some death in the episode or in the volume. What else is there? OK. Yeah. Training and whatever. Fusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see fusion. That sounds great. When we see the sword. Uh, probably not till the end. Okay, so we're going to spend some time with Fusion, and toward the end we'll have little Gohan and sword stuff. Sure. Okay. I'm actually really confused as to how that's going to play out, too, because you have two big fighting... Training
2: montages. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you had that kind of... Two separate places, things going on. And you kind of had that with the Cell games, with the different pairs of people training That's true, we had Goku
2: and Gohan
0: in training, separate from Vegeta and Trunks. They're all in the same place, though.
1: Yeah, and they're doing handheld combat. This is with, like you know, extra stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, well, Trunks had a sword before too, but it was just kind of a sword. That's true. Yeah,
2: I' got well, broken because... a lot too. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. <laughs> the power
0: was Trunks, not the sword, as King Cold learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All the wrong ways.
1: But yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's a lot. I don't know, I think it's a lot. There, there's a lot going on, but I think that's pretty Correct. much most of it. Yeah.
0: Anything else? Toss something crazy out there.
1: Uh, well, okay. Since Boo seems to be more powerful than anything else, I'm gonna say that uh, he ends up eating the planet. Not not like <laughs> eating the planet. He no, eats... leave it there. Boo eats the planet. That's your prediction. <laughs> okay, yeah. Boo eats the planet. Let's All say right. that.
0: That was good. All right. That wraps up volume 39 in our manga review of awesomeness. Jeff, I know you've got more and more Oticon stuff coming your way. You're, <laughs> you're you're like Mr. Mucky Muck now on Oticon staff. It's kind of crazy. Is he working up over... Over the years, so
1: yeah it's it's kind of cool
0: you got a lot of stuff coming your way but we will i mean we got to finish this year we got three more
1: volumes can we do it by the end of 2011 oh yeah you can certainly pull me out of meetings to do this anytime all right we'll do that so we'll look forward
0: hopefully we can do it next month we're back inadvertently on that first week of the month schedule so cool we'll see what we can do um we'll join up next time with volume 40 wow all right so with that done let's uh discover a few releases May is an interesting month because we had a lot of stuff that's been delayed. And uh, Japan is crazy on May 3rd. It's a Tuesday. Four volumes of the individual Dragon Ball Kai discs are coming out. Two were delayed to a date that two were already coming out on. So now we're getting seven, eight, nine, and ten of the Jinzo Ningen and Cell arc. That's 73 to 75, 76 to 78, 79 to 81, and then 82 to 84. They are three episodes a pop.
2: What a beast.
0: Yes. Well, that's why the Blu-ray sets come yeah. out. They, they really want people to go for those. These are uh, 2940 MSRP, of pop, 2800 on CD Japan and 2176 on Amazon Japan. The only other thing I see for May, Mary, if you can take it, speaking of the awesome land of France, they right. got
2: stuff. So Wednesday, May 18th, they got the French Bond Dragon Ball Volume 14 coming out from Glena. It fifty five euros or if you pre-order it off of Amazon France, it's 10.02. That's
0: it. There's a good bunch it's of a stuff coming month. out in June. So then uh, July's maybe... Uh, we'll get to it. Summer's going to be an interesting time. Let's uh, do an email or two. <laughs> All right. I haven't pasted them on the outline, so let me read them to you off my phone here. First email comes to us from me me says howdy guys over 250 episodes and i can't help but notice that you've never gone over some music subjects there's never been a music-centered episode with reviews top fives other favorites and karaoke considering mike's interest in music this seems odd i along with many other fans of the podcast would totally dig it if you were to do this it would be fat from me Now, I read this email, I mean, in addition to the music stuff that Jeff, you and I try to do, separate from Dragon Ball, I feel like we do talk a good amount about music. I mean...
2: Maybe not just one centralized location, but...
0: Yeah, over the course of the show, I feel like we've really given music its due. I, I love the music for the franchise. I mean, the music database is one of the biggest things I love about Daisen Shoei X as a whole. Um, we're one of, probably the only forum out there for the Dragon Ball community that has a music subsection. We have so many music lovers on our uh, in our community. Folks of the original Japanese and, I mean, even our buddy Scott Morgan who worked on um, the Falconer swords certainly not a favorite of ours or anything of even remote interest but we've got folks like that who love music and the series so much i mean we're all there we're all talking about music but that's so. a
2: forum Talk about the yeah, podcast. Yeah.
0: I know. Well, what I'm saying is if you can't get it on the podcast, there is at least a place that you can go to, to kind of fill those needs, get that needle in the arm, at least a little hit over there. We have talked about music and we've done some reviews of stuff, but something I've always wanted to do was get our buddy Kenny Sue, who's got the most OCD music BGM catalog, every scene from every episode broken down, what piece of BGM plays in it from what disc always wanted to have him on. He, uh, uh, he pops up every once in a while and he kind of goes away again and Then he comes back. I think he occasionally goes into music comas and that's why we don't hear from him. Love to have him on talk about background music. So I think there's a lot of music stuff we can do that we just haven't had a chance to. And I definitely want to do it. So thank you, me, for asking for more music talk because gives us an excuse to do it. Say, hey, see, me wants it. We'll do it. We won't. We want music. All right. We'll do one more uh, uh, email here. This comes to us from Truman. He says, "Will there be a sequel to Attack of the Science?" Hey, Mike, Mary, and Julian. And we got Jeff over here with Dragon Ball Kai. Over. Do you think that Namco Bandai will make a sequel to the 2009 DS game Attack of the Science? Well, we talked about game sales earlier this episode. Dragon Ball DS2 over the course of February to December last year only did about 55,000 copies. Attack of the Science did pretty well that prior year. I don't know though.
2: It's hard to say in the state of the market. It seems like for the folks in Japan it would have to be a really convincing argument to do any more games in the franchise.
0: I hope whatever game they say they're gonna do on 3DS is a sequel to Attack of the Science. Although we haven't heard anything about it since they announced it. When the 3DS was announced, Namco Bondo was like yeah we'll do a Dragon Ball game sure. Heard nothing about it since then. I hope that's it. It was such a good game i mean it was one of the most refreshing experiences despite it being a totally non-refreshing type of game i mean it's just generic jrpg but done really well with dragon Balls. we love that game here those are our emails those are the ones i managed to pull up at the last second here mary people have questions comments concerns hopes dreams and aspirations for music episodes
2: (laughs) where are they going Send emails over to podcast at diezex.com. P O D C A S T at D A I Z E X dot com. You can also find us on Twitter at dizex and on Facebook at facebook dot com slash which got a lot of followers or friends or fans or, or likes, likes or whatever it is now.
0: Yeah, I think the Facebook one is approaching a thousand now, so that, that's really exciting. Last I checked, the DiceyX Twitter had 666 followers. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I'm greatly enjoying the numbers all around for various reasons. Just good times all around there. That brings us to an end. It's It's been a good episode 257 with our manga review and video game news and stuff all around and Julian never showed up, so I hope he's enjoying his donuts and watching <laughs> One Piece and maybe watching Tony i don't know what the hell he's doing over there but i expect to see babies dancing every time we record and to not have them on the webcam is a bit of a disappointment it's all right i know how it goes sometimes jeff it was great to have you join us for our manga review
1: It was great to be here
0: when was the last time i saw you i mean other than last night
2: we went to new york
0: was that the last time when yep. you think Corey were here
1: yep that was
0: it
2: i think so
1: i agree
0: let's stop having it be that way i uh, fine with me <laughs>
1: Uh at, Well, there will be certainly more chances of that in the future. I'm finally going back to our regular schedule again. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so there, there should certainly be more opportunity. Good. Love seeing you. Awesome. Good Love being here. Her. Yay.
0: Mary, thank you for... Making your way down. Making my way down the steps. I know it's a it long really and arduous journey for you to make it yes. here each and every week. Not really. Well, I know the cats can be an issue. and
2: No, actually, it's been really good ever since the weather got better. Oh, keeping I the doors
0: open, it's helpful.
2: Yeah, I think, I think it's the fact that we're keeping the doors open. It's getting nice, nice and airy everywhere and cool. only have the slightest hint of, of a cough, Yep, which is great. It's okay. I'm I like breathing. Around. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad afraid you, of
0: breathing. I'm glad you enjoy breathing here on the show. <laughs> Good to have you here. Yes. So thanks to Jeff over there, Mary over there, Julian and myself. We can be found at www.daizex.com That is dai e X Diz dot We will be back next week with episode two hundred and fifty eight. I always get to the end of the episode and I'm like, man, I had a schedule for what was coming up and Just then it. And we cruised. Yeah. I'll totally just not do anything next week. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Now, I keep saying we're going to have our buddy Kaboom come up and do some episodes. Um, something I want to talk about is Vegeta and Super Saiyan 2. That's going to be one of our big upcoming really... in-universe ones. Yeah. And, what does this guy book say? What does the manga say? What's it say in Japanese? That's definitely going to be a fun discussion. So, Sean, remember, we're going to be doing that episode soon. Let's totally remember to do that. You know what else we never went back and did was uh, a kind of second look at the Jump Super Animator special. We haven't reviewed it, since it came out. Does it need another review? Well, I think we wanted to do a, is it still everything we remember it being that first watching and smiling for half an hour? Like, oh my
2: God. That's oh so fun. God. So
0: wonderful. Uh, I guess the only other thing I'll toss out there is uh, we submitted panels for Otacon. Hopefully, it'll get accepted again this year and bring some good stuff to your convention of choice, sir. Smile. What the hell? Is <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Creepy smile from Jeff.
1: I'll tell you after.
0: All right, sure. So uh, I already said the address. That's it. This is 257. We'll see you next week for 258. I'm Mary over there. Jeff over there. drilling Japan. My name is Mike We See you next week.